0: Welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5, a podcast created to celebrate the strength and power of seasoned women as they navigate through the challenges of their everyday life. Join us as we sit around the table with our coffee and English muffins and share our insights and wisdom gained from personal experiences, life lessons, and sometimes a good old fashioned knock upside the head on a mixed bag of topics related to self love, empowerment, and living with purpose on purpose. My name is Miss D and joining me at the table are my sister queens, Lisa Renee and Darlene West. We have room at the table for you, so pull up a chair and join us.
1: Well, great morning, great morning, great morning and welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power Five. My name is Lisa Renee and I will be your host for the discussion this morning and joining me at the table this morning is our sister Queen Darlene. Great morning, Ms. Darlene. Well, great morning, Ms. Lisa. And also joining us at the table this morning is our sister Queen uh, D. Good morning, Ms. D. Good morning, ladies. Well, before we get started, uh, may I have Miss Darlene bless the table for us this morning?
2: Well, yes, ma'am. I surely will. Gracious Heavenly Father, we stand in the crossroads for today, not knowing which direction any will lead. Will be our greatest journey, for we now understand that we must walk by faith. And not by sight, holding your hand all the way. Amen and Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: Okay, we really kicked it off yesterday uh, in a one-on-one discussion, Miss Darlene. We missed you. We missed you. We missed you. So glad you're back at the table. So we were breaking down the the fallacies and the myths about what is good hair, bad hair, and hair definitions according to a number scale from one to four. One labeled as the strongest hair, two wavy hair, three was curly hair labeled as defined coarse, with the greatest challenges are frizz and lack of curl definition, shrinkage and dryage. Then at the bottom of the list is that type 4 hair that many of us hear. From type 4A all the way through C, the kinky curly, labeled as the most fragile of the types, dryness, shrinkage, coarse. This hair type is reserved or classified mainly as la- labeling for women of color or people of color, we narrowed it. We, we narrowed in on the word coarse. You know, we had an aha moment and found it referred to more as a behavior of being vulgar, abrasive. We said when we think of coarse, we think of brillo pads, jagged, rough, raggedy, and it left a question on the table: Have we shifted? the mindset of bad hair dialogue to covering it behind this 4C hair type, which still has an impact on some of our sisters discounting their hair to be seen as good hair. So I, I think I made a, a, a public service announcement. I would never use that word course when I describe hair. So we have to be careful of what is fed to us and then we conform to it without really thinking, oh, it doesn't sound bad, but sometimes you have to look behind it. And that's what we did yesterday. And I think uh, Ms. D had posted, my hair doesn't have a type, or your hair doesn't have a type. So we're going to just peel back another layer. My hair is. My hair is locked and it's very curly, so we're, we're going to pull back the layer. And we're going to shine the light on what's next. So we'll just take this time to celebrate versatility because Ms. D said something beautiful yesterday. She said good hair is healthy, strong, and versatile. So let's talk versatility today. That is our um, – focus today, versatility of the crown. So we have had in our culture for centuries and even nowadays have adopted today different ways of being versatile with our hair from twists to curls to locks to extensions to shave to big chops to braids, etc. So let's kick off the discussion with our first focus discussion at uh, first focus at the table. Describe your crown. You know, we want our listeners to know how do queens at the table wear their crown. So I'm gonna start with you, Miss D. Describe your crown. My
3: crown belongs to me. I love my crown, and I talk to my crown, as a matter of fact. And I have an affirmation that I created for my hair, and it basically is this. It says, I love the hair on my head. It is soft, plentiful, and comes to life upon my touch. My hair adds to my beauty and is a part of me that I cherish in all of its naturalness. So that's how I describe my clown. I am wearing my hair in its natural state. And what that means for me is probably, I guess I'm going up, I'm coming up on 10 years now, I guess, I stopped perming my hair. And I made this decision because I I decided that I no longer wanted to be held hostage by the creamy crack. I'll (laughs) just say it like that, Mm -hmm. the creamy crack. Too much time, money, and effort went in that direction. And I made the decision as I stepped into to being Deidre that I was just going to be all the way Deidre, meaning I was going to wear my hair in its natural state. And uh, it's, uh, I love that we are talking about versatility because I, that's, that's how I interact with my hair. I am at the point now where my hair reflects my mood. So if I want to braid it, I will braid it. If I want to um, do flat twists, I will do that. If I just want to wear it out, I will do that. If I want to wear a protective style, I will do that as well. And as a matter of fact, Typically, uh, folks will know that I'm going on vacation because that's when I wear my hair. That's when I wear uh, a protective style. So you know, if I if I've got some uh, you know uh, crochet style or or you know something along those lines, folks pretty much know. Hey, D must be getting ready to go on vacation. So that's how I feel about my hair. I I, I no longer feel I'm no longer being held hostage to this. System that I was like just obsessed with. I I just go with the flow that is my crown.
1: Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And you also answered the uh, the next question. What are your versatility options, if any? But we're still going to trickle back to that because um, you know what I heard is that you have a relationship with your hair. And I don't know if many sisters out there know that is a requirement. But before we uh, dig into that, Ms. Darlene, describe your crown. My crown is beautiful.
2: I have my hair in a natural state, and it is my hair is cropped, so it's not long where to put it any particular style. But what you see is all of me. Mm -hmm. You see the roundness of my face. You see the fullness of my lips. You see where my ears are situated, where my eyes are, and they're all perfectly set for the way I wear my hair. And God put it that way. And when I understood that, it took away the tension. It took away the anxiety I'm trying to find a style that would um, be complimentary for society to say, oh, girl, your hair is beautiful. See, I went through that journey of harshness. I went through that journey of, as you all call it the crack on your hair. My <laughs> hair wasn't straightening, but what I didn't realize, I damaged my scalp. Uh-huh. I I damaged my scalp immensely, to the point where whatever hair was left, it's like it wasn't feasible for me to try to maneuver because my scalp was damaged and it and it hurt and it itched. I was back and forth to the dermatologist getting uh, collagen shots in my scalp trying to clear up all of the damage. So I understand when you all say that you have stopped using that product on your hair because it not only affects your hair, like I said, it affects your scalp. And once I understood my hair was coarse and nothing was going to make it straighten the way I was trying to visualize it the way I was taught that it should be. It wasn't going. But I didn't want to be, I didn't want to stand out. So you do these horrific things to your hair, trying to straighten it and keep it straight so you'll fit in. Once I realized I wasn't going to fit in with the the way my hair was, I had to learn to stand. And stand with a strong authority. Because as you all talk, people are cruel. So the cruelness that I received in the midst of me changing me for the best me was tremendous. I could could go on and on and on about the stories of how people approach you and the cruelty that the things that they said from male to female. So it, Mm -hmm. it didn't have no gender. But I mm-hmm. had to learn to love me. And once I stood and looked in the mirror and began to love me, everything else subsided because I didn't care. As matter of fact, I took on a very negative attitude. And I had that. God had to break me of that because it wasn't necessary. People are going to feel the way they want to feel, they're going to think the way they're going to think, and they're going to do what they want to do. That's fine. I can't stop that. Only thing I can do is live my life and live it in the authority in which he has given me. And so now I understand. So when I look in the mirror, I'll be grinning. I say, whoo, girl, that sure don't look good. <laughs> and then I put my, my lipstick on. I enjoy lipstick, and I put my jewelry on. Girl, I'll be like, hey. I got you. So, I mean, you know, no, sometimes we got to celebrate ourselves. We want people to enjoy Absolutely. what we're wearing, but we got to look at a girl, and you wear it. I swear you wear that attitude, and so people know. I ain't got to say nothing. No, you really don't. I appreciate it, but I looked in the mirror before I left out of my house. I already know how I look. So when you wear it, people see the confidence that you have. It's not an arrogance. It's just a confidence. And they
1: know they can come to you and tear it down. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely, Miss right. Darlene. And you do wear your crown well. Oh, we got some beautiful, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a beautiful picture of you on our Instagram page uh, when we had our bare essentials. And so that just really showed uh, the beauty of your crown because there were no adornments you know except for you had on earrings and so uh yes you definitely wear your crown very very well and when i look at describing my crown when i look i look at my crown my crown i would describe as a journey because i wear my hair locked and a lot of people don't realize it's really a journey when you lock your hair and it teaches you patience which I did not have in the beginning when I started this journey because you know I you just wanted to lock like immediately it's like look you know my hair is natural I was natural about three years before I uh, decided to lock my hair and I'm like okay you know I I have my natural curl this shit lock just you know almost right away but it didn't, and, and and I I went to someone who said they do locks. Now, there's a difference. There's a difference of going to a beautician that says I do locks and going to a loctician. I learned that the hard way. So, you know, in, in my beginning journey, she was actually – you get to learn your hair, as, as Deidre said. I have a relationship with my hair because I learned – how my hair grows out of my head and that's very important when you have locks and so the beautician was locking my hair or twisting my hair in the wrong direction uh, counterclockwise um, which your hair grows clockwise and so it made my locks develop a very thin and, and kind of fragile so I was referred to a beautiful loctician who uh is about hair care. We spoke about that yesterday that it is health before beauty, and as Ms Darling said, you know people do something or or you you do something and then you have to find a repair treatment so she repaired uh my locks and I have a very long mane that is now uh developing. A gray crown that I am embracing, so that's how I describe my crown and when it comes to versatility, I can um do a lot of things a lot of things that I did or or desired to do when my hair was loose um, I curl it i I put buns in it i i I twist it, I have twist outs, I have waves. There's just so much versatility I have with uh, my uh, locks, and um, I like how Ms. D said that she has vacation hair, and I just discovered I can do vacation hair. When my locks were a little longer, I kind of did, I added extensions to give these, you know, these big buns, but now that it's long, um, you know, I ran into a sister that, you know, adds natural clips to, to give that effect so I love how we have so much versatility uh, and we are the only race that has that kind of versatility why? Because of our curls our kinks, our curls. Our hair is not coarse. Coarse is like a Brillo. I've never touched anyone's hair that felt like a Brillo pad. But we have curls, and our curls are defined by tight, loose, and S-shape or any other kind of shape, but that's what we have. We have different types of curls. Okay? So what are your thoughts and perceptions On the color movement. Many of us have been coloring our hair for years, and I just said that I was uh, embracing my silver, my silver lining, let's call that, um, that is developing around uh, the, the, the crown of my head. And so I have colored my hair. The women on my father's side, on my paternal side, we love Red hair, (laughs) Uh, we love red hair and and, and, uh, strawberry, is there a strawberry blonde or something like that, but, and I know y'all have noticed, the greens and the purples and the blues and the rainbows, what are your thoughts on uh, this color movement? I'm going to start with you, Ms. D.,
3: Well, I think it it all, I have to say, I think it's just all part of what we're discussing at the table this morning about the relationship with your hair. And, you know, I think all of us have had this journey with our hair it, because, because it is a journey to come to a point of acceptance. Just as Miss Elaine was speaking about, you know, whether you go through the different phases of Trying to look like someone else or trying to you know find that style that's just right for you and you try this and you try that I mean it is a journey for for all women, and especially when for us we have for a very long time we were denied or or our original the original state of our hair was dismissed as unattractive. And, you know, we had to conform to somebody else's definition of what good hair was like. So it, it, it's been a journey for all of us. But when you, uh, you know, be, get to that point of I accept me from the top of my head down to the tip of my toes, then you can relax. And and I think that's, that's the word. Uh, when Mr. Arlene was speaking, that's what I was, was the word I, that came to mind was relax. So, when you can relax and and be authentic in expressing what you want your look to look how you want to look, then I think then the you know it's like the door's open, you know, so if you want to be short today or long tomorrow or purple today or blue tomorrow i mean it then it becomes a matter of this is what I choose because this is how I want to look versus trying to look like somebody else. So you become free. And and I have to say, I have to chuckle because, you know, when we talked about color and, you know, uh uh and the blues and the purples and the greens and the reds and the and the turquoise. I mean, you see all of that now. I mean you mm-hmm. see it in the mainstream places where you never used to see it. I mean you see it mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And and my daughter actually pulled out a purple wig just last night. And now we, she pulled it out because we are dressing up for Halloween, and this is part of her costume, but it looked good on her.
2: And I had to tell her, I said, that purple looks
3: good on you. And my daughter has been natural for years. So when it comes to the color, as it is with, with any kind of style or or you know technique that anyone chooses to use in your hair it is about choice it, as long as you are at that point of acceptance and you do have that relationship with your hair and 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 you're not beholden to anyone else's standards Go for it. If you, you know, if you said, I'm not going to, I'm going to color my hair until all the gray is gone and that's what you're feeling, roll with it. Mm -hmm. If you're like, you know what, the gray is, is, and, and I feel that way about my gray, um, and and even as I I color, I don't color as often as I used to, but now when I see that gray on my head, I'm like, that's a red badge of courage, you know, for all of the, <laughs> you know, the different things that I've gone through uh, in life. It's a wonder I'm not all gray, but, you know, when I get to the point where, hey, you know what, I like that, I'm going to stick with it, it will be, it will be my freedom of choice. So so that's how I feel about that um That color movement. I'm going to send you all a picture of of my daughter in that purple wig because she was rocking that purple (laughs) wig.
1: (laughs) And I I love the statement that you said, it is a choice. The color movement, it is a choice. Um, I definitely wanted to add. I went to my loctician one time, and one of the locticians in there had uh, colored her locks purple. And I could not stop looking at it because it was so pretty. And I was like, okay, how are they going to accept this in the workforce world, you know, uh, be coming in uh, with uh, these purple locks? But it is a choice, and it's also a confidence. Ms. Darlene, how do you feel? What's your perception on the color movement? Have you colored your hair, and um, I have to say, I love seeing our sisters with uh shaved is that um platinum blonde that's real silver mhm i love i I just think that's just so so much maturity and and <laughs> I always you know when I see that it's usually- you know there's really really fancy, seasoned women. But I've also seen some that, you know, it didn't strike me, didn't make me feel good. <laughs> but what is your perception on the color movement?
2: My perception on the color movement is basically what Miss D uh, has been saying. It is a choice, but I also know for certain jobs, it still wouldn't be a choice. So you can look at it in a two-fold atmosphere. And, and like, on my job, it wouldn't be something basically acceptable because they have a strict dress code from the hair all the way down, you know, to your shoes and things. And so I... I just say it's great if you can wear it. Wear you, do you, but I don't feel it's it's in the mainstream on the outside walking around, but a lot of times on some jobs it is not acceptable. Just like certain hairstyles you know are what? not acceptable. And you know what, Miss Ellen, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay
3: there with you because I I, I will say certainly Well, I'll say it like this. I see where I work, a lot of the younger people are more, I'll use the word daring, or uh, I'll say it this way. If they come in, let's say, with the purple hair, these days it's almost like, and, and and I know it varies from company to company or from workplace to workplace, But when a person comes in, let's say if they're padded up or they're pierced and and all this, that, and the other, it's almost like the company is hesitant to say something for fear of uh, offending and somebody, you know, being offended and saying, oh, they're discriminating against me because I have purple hair. So, I I I see that where I work, and, and it, you know, like you said, you know, once upon a time, I'm like, oh, no, but in, in some, and not across the board, just as you said. And just as you said um, earlier um, uh, this week, when you get to a certain level, there are still those traditional standards of appearance. But I have noticed some, you know, some folks coming into the workplace, and that'll cause me to look twice. But what I'm hearing is, well, this is, you know, you, you if you hire them, they can come in, you know, uh, with tricolors on their hair, and you know, that's, we can't say anything to them. So I, I think that's just interesting. Um, uh, interesting.
1: I am so glad that y'all brought that to the forefront because I was definitely leading there because, and that's why I put the color movement, you know, what is your perceptions on it? And, and that is exactly what happens. That's what's happening with a lot of things in society. They put it out there and then they say, this is my choice and you must accept my choice. Now it may be your choice, but when it went so this was my experience I recently worked at a job for a short term now another part of my versatility is I wear head wraps and I don't wear head wraps to cover up my beautiful hair and I had to explain that with to one of uh, the jobs Um, because they ask me, are you having a bad hair day? Absolutely not. I don't have bad hair days. I have beautiful hair, but my spiritual choice, I wrap my hair. At this job, we're in orientation, and they make a public service announcement in this orientation is that we want you to be who you are, you know, to express who you are, because there was a girl in there that had pink hair. And she said, is my pink hair a problem? They said, absolutely not. We have a manager. You've seen her. She wears turquoise hair. We have another one who wears orange hair. So absolutely Mm. not. We want you to be yourself. But they called me in the office and asked me, to prove, uh, to bring in some spiritual letter. I have no, I'm still trying to figure that out Um, from your minister or whatever to prove that you can wear a head wrap. And I questioned, I said, so I need to bring in some sort of documentation to wear a head wrap, but I can, but if I wanted to wear orange hair, it's acceptable so I think when she heard it <laughs> come out of my mouth and not just out of hers, she questioned herself. You could tell by the look on her face, and she says, "Well, that's 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 just our policy." So of course I know what to produce. You know the Civil Action Act of 1964. There's my proof. Uh, but because I, I don't, I, I never said that I wear a head wrap uh, because of religious purposes. I said my spiritual preference which is a very big difference but I say all that to say you are right what the statement you just said Miss D I think that jobs are approaching it differently because they don't want this is am I um you know am I discriminating but how are you not discriminating when you say my I can't and I'm not wearing a scarf. I'm not wearing a bonnet. I'm not wearing something that you wear to bed. My head scarves match my outfits. They are wrapped in a particular way, uh, still revealing some of my locks and sometimes not. So you know I'm not having a bad – this is a part of my attire. But you challenge me, but you don't challenge turquoise hair. So, yeah, there there is a message being delivered in society about this color movement – whatever what seems to one time be wrong is now right we have to really be careful about how we conform to what is just being thrown out there thank you so thank you so much Queens thank you uh, for bringing that to the table uh, and, Lisa,
3: I am so impressed that you pulled that uh, regulation out of your pocket. Did you hear that, Miss Colleen? It's the stuff that's from 1964. Yes.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you, know, well, you know, some of some people weren't even giving around there. And they're going like, huh? What's she talking
1: about? Yes, and they definitely so were <laughs> giving an education. <laughs> And I, and I have to say, they definitely, uh, you know, when they sent me the email and they said, do you have your documentation? And I forwarded the 1964 Civil Action Act. They pulled me into the office because they didn't know, uh, uh, is she going? <laughs> is, is, is she saying that she's about to sue us? What, 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 what is this? And I said, read it. The Civil Action Act of 1964 talks about that you cannot discriminate against anyone's spirituality, their religion, and they don't have to prove it okay uh it, and it's included with you know gender and race but i think people always think that the discrimination act is about gender and race but it and but it does include and you have to read it and it says if it does not uh um you know have any pressure on what you are making in your business you can't challenge it so uh so yeah i am definitely uh You know, I'm definitely conscious. Let's put it that way. (laughs) But I say all that to say, jobs are accepting mess, and I would say mess. It is definitely your choice, but in everything, there is a place for everything. I would definitely Mm -hmm. not, you know, I definitely couldn't wear my club clothes to work. You know, there Mm -hmm. are certain standards, and it's called modest apparel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. okay Well, thank you, ladies. Well, Miss Darlene, I am I mean, uh, Miss Dedra. Wait, who did the blessing? I'm I'm a little confused. <laughs> I'll close us out with the day philosophy. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let's close out the table. <laughs> I
3: tell you that hair that color, color, color really has you it really has
1: you going, huh? I, I, you know what? I, I, I think I did, as Ms. Dolly said. I think that did hit a little bit of buttons this morning, and I'm a little confused. I can't even read my notes. <laughs> oh. Okay, ladies, uh, I'm going to
3: uh, close out our table. Uh, great discussion this morning uh, with the daytime philosophy. I am here because there is no refuge, finally, from myself. Until I confront myself in the eyes and hearts of others, I am running. Until I suffer them to share my secrets, I have no safety from them. Afraid to be known, I can know neither myself nor any other. I will be alone. Where else but in our common ground can I find such a mirror? Here, together, I can at last appear clearly to myself, not as the giant of my dreams, not as the dwarf of my fears, but as a person, part of a whole, with my share in its purpose. In this ground, I can take root and grow, not alone anymore as in death, but alive to myself and to others. Daytop philosophy.
1: Shay. Hey. thank you, thank you. And I want to thank our listeners and subscribers for joining us at the table. Looking forward to continuing our part two discussion on Let's Talk Pretty Hair on the next table talk with the Women of Power 5. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We are so glad you joined us at the table and hope you are able to take away some nuggets that will help you navigate through the challenges of your everyday life. Be sure to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Instagram at P 5 women to continue the conversation and to share your comments and feedback. We look forward to having you at our table again.